Welcome to Mindhammer. At Mindhammer, we offer a fresh approach to student well-being. We serve up solutions that focus on the integration of mind and body to support students through the university journey. Mindhammer's on a mission to strike the stigma out of mental health, and we want that to be reflected in everything that we do. That's why you'll find our podcast series is on subjects as diverse as exam stress, operating in adversity, safe sex, drugs and alcohol, gender identity, and dealing with conflict. You name it, we'll talk about it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Mindamic podcast. Today, we will talk about the process of coming out. This can be difficult and confusing and may take some time for many. I'm going to be joined by Phil George, my very own colleague. Both Phil and I are co-founders of Mindamic, and today we're going to have an honest conversation here with Phil, who will share with us his own experience of coming out. Let's welcome Phil to the podcast. Hello, Phil. Thanks for joining Hi. me. Hi, Titsi. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Phil. So, Phil, it, it's, it's normal to wonder about coming out, telling people that we're gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. On one hand, it might feel like a relief, right? Friends might be asking you already questions and you have trouble answering or, or even avoid them altogether. But on the other hand, you probably think you, your world is going to go upside down. Your family, friends may reject you. You might even wonder why come out at all. Mm. Phil, would you tell us your own experience in this? Perhaps you can, you can start from what is coming out and why come out at all. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, what is coming, in terms of what is coming out, I mean, essentially, it's, it's when something is, it's, it's sharing some information um, with people in your life that isn't necessarily immediately obvious. Um, so it, it, whether that's in terms of your sexual orientation or your, your gender identity, um, or it could actually be something that's even unrelated, that you're coming out about something unrelated to, to, to sexual orientation or gender identity or any of those things. But more commonly, um, we come out to, to share a piece of information about us with others that's not immediately obvious um, to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my in my own case, I mean, I came out as gay um, when I was uh, probably 23, 24, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And I came out. Why did I come out? I came out really well. For, I came out for various reasons. I mean, first of all, I was working at the time at Channel 4 um, in London and and it was a very open environment in which there are a lot of gay men, a lot of gay women. Um, in fact, it almost sometimes felt at the time, but you see, for me, before I came out, I identified as straight. So I had a girlfriend, I'd had girlfriends, I'd been in love before. Um, and so I, I previously identified as straight, although when I look back on it, I'm, I think there's, I have many questions around that, but, mm -hmm. but in the environment in which I worked, I, it was almost sometimes slightly strange to be straight. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but it was a very open, very liberal, very inviting environment. I'd already been to a lot of gay bars. I worked with a lot of gay people um, and, and people who were just out in their lives, who were just living their lives. Um, so for me, there was something about when I decided um, to come out having had really just one experience at that point with uh, with another guy one sexual experience with another guy um it seemed like the most authentic thing that i could do 
Um, yeah, yeah. Somehow it it feels like it 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 was definitely a, a more um, accepted environment that you were in that it somehow made it easier, right? To yeah. to come out, which is not always the case. In, in exactly. But, but but it's still is a difficult process because I guess in all of this, there's still an internal dialogue and, and yourself trying to trying to understand what is actually going on, right? I... Yeah, I mean, it, I have to say that my experience, I mean, everybody's experience of, um, of their gender, of their sexual orientation, their sexuality is different. Um, yeah. And I, I see that mine, when I look back on it, although there were times when it was a struggle, I got away quite lightly and, um, you know, although I, I didn't have a struggle in terms of work at all. I mean, in fact, that was, um, mm. that was, that was pretty easy really, as I've said within my family, I was also on the whole pretty lucky. Um, yeah. it, it was a, it was a bit family. of a struggle for a while. Mm. Um, it took a while, like it took a while for them to get used to it. Um, but then, but there's different stages of getting used to it. I mean, certainly straight away, there were certain questions of, you know, are you sure? Aren't you just experimenting? All of that, which are typical mm -hmm. kind of comments from straight people. Yes. Um, <laughs> which, of course, you know, like it, you know, no, when 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 you're a parent and and your 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 son or daughter starts mm -hmm. um, showing that maybe they're straight, mm -hmm. then you know, no parent is ever saying to their son or daughter. Are you sure you're straight? Have you? Are you sure this isn't just yeah. a phase? Are you sure this isn't something just going through? Um, so why we do that for gay people? It, well, obviously it's you know it's a yeah. when you when you live in a with with one predominant sexuality and sexual orientation in the world, then that's somehow considered to be the norm, and everything else is different and a diversion from that. Um, so I did get those questions at first from my mum and dad, and then. I would say it took many, many, and, and then it was always fine. You know, I would take home uh, partners. I'd take home boyfriends um, for Christmas, for birthdays, for weekends and stuff. Like it was kind of pretty open, but relatively quickly within a couple of years, probably. But then it's only now, it's only probably in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, I'm now 53, so this is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's only probably in about the last 15 years or so that particularly my dad will, when we're on the phone, he'll very openly and directly sort of say, so are you seeing anyone? How's it going with so-and-so? You know, he'll very actively ask me about who I'm seeing and about relationships, um, yeah. which I really appreciate. Where that although they'd totally accepted or that they had seemingly accepted and always welcomed partners and everything else, they didn't really ask too much. So mm -hmm. it, it's not that it was totally unspoken, but, but they didn't, they would wait for me to, to tell them things um, mm -hmm. rather than ask too many questions. And now they ask questions, maybe just as a lot of straight parents would ask their straight kids, you know, how's it going with so-and-so? Are you seeing so-and-so? Um, so it took a long time, really. Do you think they were they were not asking you questions to respect your space in this, or because they weren't ready themselves? Did I have to go through their own process, or what? What, what do you think was the reason? Yeah, why? I, I think the respectable cover mm -hmm. <laughs> is um, mm -hmm. to, that they were respecting my space. Yeah. But I think that it was more that there was a little bit of it 
that's a bit like a hot potato. You know, they they, yeah. they don't quite know what to do with it. And so they stay away from it with the respectable cover that it's just to protect, you know, help to respect my space. But it, I think whenever we're doing something that is different from what we might otherwise do, you know, I mean, if you're a straight parent and your kids are straight, um, yeah, you will to a point maybe not be too, you'll be trying not to be too intrusive. So you'll be trying not to always sort of say, you know, what's happening with your girlfriend or what's happening with your boyfriend. But generally you'll ask, you know, it's not such a hot potato. Um, and whether your son or daughter wants to respond to that, it's another, it's up to them. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there was some anxiety about it. Yeah. When I think about it, yeah. So, so my my, uh, my question here it will be will be uh, my curiosity here is: What do you think about the fact that some people might not find it that easy instead because they live in places where it's not so accepted? And sure. um, you know why you, the, the the feelings, the things that might go through their heads, um, they might make them wonder why. Why should I come out? You know mm. what, uh, what? What is your experience in that? Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I mean, like I said, I I definitely had a relatively lucky um, situation. That's for yeah. sure. Um, the reason I think that, and, and and just to sort of add to that, I think one of the Whenever anybody asks me, you know, I'm thinking about coming out. Do you think what should I do? How should I come out? I mean, the, for me, the most important thing is is that when when you do come out, most of us who come out um, have spent at least I don't know six months to a year, if not years, kind of jostling with the idea thinking about it confronting your own homophobia or transphobia that's internalized um you know thinking am i sure you know is it real i don't want to be um mm -hmm. you know like reading up about it maybe talking to others about their experience watching films tv shows so you know generally when we get to that point we've had a few years to get used to the idea yeah and so you can't expect if you're beginning to think, actually, I want to start sharing um, something, this truth about myself. You it, really, you can't suddenly expect that everybody else is suddenly going to be ready just because you're ready mm -hmm. because you've had a few years to get to, to get kind of used to it. Um, and so yeah. really you, when you're asking yourself, should I even come out? Then I think the first question is, is it the right time for you? Like, have you got enough energy? Do you feel confident enough do you have you got enough patience? Uh, um, because in a way, your work starts. It, your work begins for the minute you start coming out. Because then you've got to start. Um, yeah, you've got to start kind of grappling with everybody else's difficulties mm. and and their own struggle to get their heads around it. And so you, you do have to be in a, in, a, in a good place yourself, I think. Um, yes. Or at least consider, you know, what what resources have I got? What support have I got around me if I'm going to talk to my parents, if I think that might be difficult? Or if I'm going to talk to my employer, if I think that might be difficult? You need to feel in a relatively good place yourself, I think, uh, which I was, fortunately, at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be a very long process then, because yeah, it really does depend on... Uh, you know what's around you your environment and and the people you're surrounded with absolutely but when you ask you know like why do you why even come out i mean the reality is is that straight people and and cisgender people um they come out every day 
like mm. without even thinking about it. They come out because they walk down. Yeah, yeah. they'll it's walk down the street holding hands with somebody. Absolutely. They'll, um, you know, they'll use public bathrooms without question or without any fear. Sure. Um, they'll 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 just talk to their friends or even all their role models on TV and on, in films and in books. I mean, generally the whole process of coming out when you're straight is done every day in full visibility 24 mm-hmm. seven. Um, mm-hmm. And that's very different to when you're, when you're, when you're maybe gay or, or trans um, that, that it is so different. And so we have to think very carefully about whether doing it, but I mean, I think it's always important to do it mm-hmm. um, because it is expressing something of yourself to the world. I also feel at least for myself that I have a, I, I mean, without sounding too arrogant, I have a social responsibility to help create a better world. Um, and so, for example, I have a son, um, as you know, Titia, I have a son um, who has two mums, a lesbian yeah. couple who are married. Mm-hmm. So we're three parents together. Um, he's now 10 years old. Um, and we, we're like really, really sure that, and we, we've been like this from the beginning, that we want to make, make certain that we never hide. Because yeah. we want to take a, an active role, like a proactive role in society. So we never miss an opportunity to either correct somebody when an assumption's made. So, for example, if, um, if me, Luca, um, and Luca's mums are walking down the street, so we're all together, um, you know, somebody might, if, if, say, say we go into a shop and someone, someone might say, oh, you know, mm-hmm. is that coffee for your um, husband? They might yeah. say that to one of the to one of the mums. We will always say, "Oh, actually, he's not my husband. Um, uh, we're wife and wife, and he's the dad of our son, and this is our son, and we're a gay family." So yeah. we'll always do that because we yeah. want we want we want people to understand that it's okay to be open, and and we want to transmit the message that um, that that to be as transparent and as, as authentic as possible Absolutely. is really helpful in the world. Mm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I always remember a time in Rome a while ago, um, one of the mums was with me and it was a really, really rainy day and we were on my scooter, um, just the two of us. And we went into a shop to buy a waterproof coat um, and the, the woman in the shop made the assumption that, that we were a married couple or that we were together. And we explained to them, you know, even on that. So completely out of context, there was no, you could argue that there was no reason to tell her. Um, and to say, actually, no, you know, her wife is 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 at home with our son, um, and uh, and we're not married, we're not together, we're gay, and and we just feel that it's important to do that so that we can create a world that's better for Luca, um, and Definitely. that that is also educating people that you know we're yeah, not all, we're not the, all some sort of stereotype, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that that's the thing. And like me myself, as a mother of. Uh, of, of two boys, the thing where it's really important to educate people on this because, you know, it's it, it, educating my children, uh, although they're like, you know, nine years old and, and, and 11 years old, they're still, they're still young, but I want them mm-hmm. to understand it. So at a young age to, you know, not only for, um, for themselves and just make them feel, safe and, and and accepted no matter what their choices are going to be but also educate them on how to behave in, mm-hmm. in respect of everyone else's and, and and their friends you know that might um one day come out and say well you know what i i'm i'm gay mm-hmm. so exactly gay or trans or exactly prepared. yeah exactly. 
yeah absolutely so and for them you, to know that they've got that welcoming environment that they can absolutely. say whatever they need to is so important one of the yeah. i'm just going to pick up on a word you used um just because i think about it i've thought about it a lot over the years which was about about their choices um yeah. and i i just want to put it out there i mean different people have different views on this but i i don't think being gay um i don't see being gay or being trans as a cho- is is a choice yeah i see there might be a choice as to whether we live as to how we live that and, and whether yeah. we live that in an authentic way or not. Um, yes. But I think it's, a, I don't think it's a choice. It's, mm-hmm. I, I probably mm-hmm. thought in the earlier years of myself that it was a choice because mm-hmm. I had had relationships with girls before that. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I don't see it as a choice anymore. I see yeah. it as, part, as just a, as, as a, part of who you as are. A, as a very mm-hmm. normal part of me. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes, no, it totally makes sense, and and so in 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 um in a situation where you know where you're starting to think of you know maybe I should maybe I should say to uh, to my friends you know what I'm feeling and and everything else how 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 do you make that decision of who to tell and who hmm. not to tell how do how do you decide which friends are safe to talk about it with yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a good question because I, I think you first of all, the best advice I could give, which is pretty much what I did, was to was to first of all talk to people who I really knew would welcome, would well, would continue to be fine with it, would would not have an issue with it, or either people who I knew that were gay um, themselves, in my case, because it was about sexual orientation, um, or people whose views I knew. Um, were really open-minded and it would all be okay um, so it almost to sort of practice a little bit um, so that you build your circle of support around you or you make sure that that those people in the beginning are the safe people to tell so that they're there for you as you might ta- as you then go on to take more risks and talk to people who you might not be so sure about which could be your parents or it could be your siblings um, could be other relatives or other friends or an employer or colleagues at work or whoever it might be. So you start off in your safety zone and then you gradually push out from that a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And Phil, would you, would you say there is a best way to come out? What, what are the ways you can do it or, or, or not to do it? I think it's got to be that. I mean, it's got to be what feels right to you. I mean, some people would rather do it in a text or in a, in an email Um or in a social media post, for example, um, when they've got a when people have got a bit of time, even just a moment to think about their response. Um, where, as in the people that you're telling, um, whereas others might prefer to do it face to face. I mean, that might be more difficult, particularly during a pandemic, um, where it, you might need to do it more by phone or on Zoom or whatever. Um, it's got to be what you most feel comfortable with. If if you you know, often in life, I think if you want to say something and you're feeling vulnerable yourself about it, you know, because you've got to remember that when you come out with most people, um, your heart's going to be beating really fast. Um, you'll be a bit sort of sweating and a bit kind of nervous and anxious about it all. Um, and you might not feel that you're in the strongest position to be able to reply to whatever comes at you because essentially what you're doing is taking a step into uncertainty because you don't know what's going to come back so it, uh, when you're feeling like that you might prefer to put it in a letter 
or in an email or in a, in a, in a WhatsApp or whatever. Um, so that the other's got a, bit, a moment or two to, to think about it before replying and that you can also take your time before them replying to them. Um, if on the other hand, you're feeling pretty cool about it and you're feeling safe with the people that you're going to tell, then you might prefer to just do it face to face and, and, and tell them about it. Um, some people also gradually introduce the subject, you know, if they, if, if you're not sure about the, what sort of reaction you're going to get and you're a bit anxious about the reaction that you're going to get, you might be sort of just mentioning, I don't know, someone that's recently come out as maybe gay or trans in, in the media or in a soap or in a film and just kind of saying, Oh, you know, I saw that, saw so-and-so, um, you know, and you yeah. might sort of say, weren't they brave in coming out just to test the water a little bit and to see what's coming. And, and then you can judge from the reply um, what the environment's going to be like if you do decide to pursue that and, and tell more, get a bit of a feeler from it. Absolutely. Thank you, Phil. This is, this is a, a very insightful conversation. And um, we're, we're coming to the end of our conversation now. And I, I just wanted to ask you whether you have any more advice in, in a few words, something that would help our audience? Um, you know, yeah, through. I mean, for me, the answer is always about shame. Mm -hmm. So where the, the things we hide in life and the secrets that we hold in life are where shame builds because shame, shame kind of grows where the sun doesn't shine. Shame, shame grows in the dark. Shame, shame surrounds secrets and shame is a very toxic emotion and it can be very destructive in our lives. Um, so I think that it, you do it in the, in the safest way you can and you do it in your own time. But do try to hold on to the idea that that I want to come out um, and it's important to gradually come out in order to keep shame at bay. And, and therefore, you're able to be proud of who you are and to see yourself as an equal in the world. Um, so you do mm -hmm. things in your own time. But do be aware that the more secrets you hold, the more shame will grow and the more that that can be destructive for you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you so much for sharing with us your, your own experience and, uh, uh, in this. And, and, and we hope this insight will be useful to our audience. And, and if you have questions, please, please reach out. You can find MindAmic on social media. You can join the conversation on our post or you can send us an email at hello at mindamic.com. We always endeavor to answer all the questions that we get um, either in private or on social media. Thank you for listening. That's the end of this MindHammock episode. Thanks for listening. If there's something you feel passionate about or a conversation that you think needs to happen, let us know and we'll look to cover it in future podcasts. Follow us on social media, leave comments, share with your friends and stay in touch as we develop our services. Stay safe and have fun exploring your journey. Thank you.